Don't check <laughs>
Yeah, absolutely. It just but whatever it was, you know, that happened, I, I'm sure he'll get it figured out. And, um, you know, I, another thing that I think is very unfortunate, obviously, is the offensive line. There was a couple of times in that game, you know, where they were certainly letting him down. You know, I think there was that sack, um, you know, when we were trying to go for it on fourth down, you know, and we he got sacked by Everson Griffin, you know, and that was our drive that just, you know, I think that was our first drive, you know, so that was terrible, you know, and it's just stuff like that, that you want to see him get worked out. But like you said, it's this, this is a testament to the Browns not being the same old Browns. Right. And I know that's kind of like a drawn out, like beaten, you know, horse, but it is what it is. This is a game that the Browns would have lost, you know, two years ago, you know, this is, these are games that they were routinely losing. Um, and so you can't be too mad about it because it's a win. And in the NFL, these games are going to happen. You know, I saw you tweet the other day that Aaron Rodgers has bad games. You know, I mean, everybody has bad games. I mean, Tom Brady didn't have a great game yesterday. They, you know, they, a very different circumstances wasn't as bad, but it wasn't what you'd expect from them, you know? So it happens and you, you just want to see him bounce back. And I think there's not really any need to panic quite yet. Yeah, he's getting a lot of over-criticism, I believe. Like, obviously terrible, but there's people on Twitter talking of if he's the guy or anything like that. <laughs> and when he was playing – like, as he was playing bad, Stefanski kept going to him, passing the ball late in the game when they could have just ran it down the Vikings' throat. That's just to show the that Stefanski believes in Baker and what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I think obviously there was no hesitation to keep going to him. You know, I, I think I would have certainly been more concerned if he pulled it back or, you know, start obviously, you know, taking the the game out of his hands because that's – you don't want to do that to your quarterback, you know, even as they're going through it. And I think then maybe we could have a bit more of a conversation over whether the Browns believe in him or not. Um, but I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind in that building that matters like <laughs> making this decision – that he's, you know, the guy and people overreacting on Twitter um, and social media in general, I think are already spoiled by having Baker, you know, I mean, this, this isn't Deshaun Kaiser, right? This isn't someone that, you know, has a good game (laughs) once every four games and you're like, fuck, he's our guy. You know, this is a, it's almost the opposite. He has a bad game every couple of games or, you know, eventually you want to see that baby once or twice a year, whatever, whatever arbitrary number we want to put on that. But you finally got a guy that's you know plays good significantly more than he plays bad and this the way he plays you know he's a gunslinging type guy and he obviously isn't feeling right shoulder wise this this isn't you know going to be the last time this happens and i think at some point we just (laughs) we just have to accept that they're going to happen we might lose games like this and just hope that you know when the games matter a little bit more towards the end of the year the playoffs that these that's not when these games happen yeah, and the important thing here is he wasn't turning the ball over like he was a yeah. couple years ago. When he had yep. bad games a couple years ago, there was two or three interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't have a touchdown pass, but the Browns still found a way to win, and they didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, this is – I mean, this is simply – if this is worst-case scenario for Baker Mayfield, I, I would still give him the money he should get because this is – Again, it's not a great game, but like you said, he didn't, he didn't cost us the game necessarily. You know, I mean, obviously he could have if our defense wasn't great, but we could do these what-ifs all day. You know, the fact of the matter is the Browns won, you know, and obviously there was that OBJ missed pass towards the end that could have sealed the game, but it is what it is. You know, it's a win. The Browns are 3-1, and one, and I don't, 
I don't have, you know, obviously any complaints further than that. Other, obviously it was an ugly game, but you tell me, you know, the Browns are three and one six weeks ago. I couldn't give a fuck less how they got to three and one, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So I'm excited for it, you know, and it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they attack it in practice, I think. Yeah, three and one's about where most project them to be, losing that opening game. And to go into yep. Minnesota and win that game for the fancy, that's big. And Minnesota, that's a hostile environment. Um, mm-hmm. They have really diehard fans there. So they to do. pick up a, gr- a grinded out win there is is huge, I think, for this team. Because they weren't yeah. doing that a couple years ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you, uh, yeah, a few years ago, they, they would have probably given up, you know, and I don't think they gave up. Obviously, I think, you know, there was certainly frustration on that offense and you saw that come through, but I, I don't feel like it was a defeated type frustration. I, it almost felt like more of a, they knew they were better than that. And they're just kind of, you know, mad that they weren't executing, you know, and that's, that's one of those things where you could take that all day. Um, yeah, it, uh, it feels good to, play bad and still win because yeah <laughs> winning against anyone in nfl is good <laughs> yeah it's the nfl i mean it's it, teams are gonna you know have off games these are also obviously and they're people too so it, it, shit happens stuff happens you know it is what it is um something that was interesting and we, we talked about this a little bit before you know the podcast um there were some people talking you know obviously about obj right and is, is he really good for the team should the browns get rid of him you know is he fundamentally changing the way this offense plays to the point where he's hurting it. What, what do you think about that? Um, I think his first game back there just showed how smooth this offense can be with him. I mean, Baker still missed him a couple times. He was, he got five of nine passes for almost 80 yards. I mean, that's a pretty mm-hmm. good number that that kind of numbers put you on a thousand yard season. And I, th- I think yeah. if you have games like that, where, He's not forcing it to him, which I don't think he did yesterday. OBJ was he was open often and he just missed. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think there's gonna be those games where OBJ goes for 60 yards, those games where he goes for iron 30. I think mm-hmm. that's what you get with them, the up and the ups and the downs. Yeah, and the downs is 60 yards. I mean, <laughs> it's still if he had 60 yards a game for 17 games, I mean, that still puts him at 900 some yards. Right. So, you know, that's, that's just what you, I mean, you don't want to see that. Yeah. And if you over, if he hit him yesterday as open as he was, I mean, Mm. you're probably looking at a 200 yardish game, a couple couple long ones that he wouldn't have been caught on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't, I don't feel like it's an OBJ Thing. that's the you frustrating know, part <laughs> yeah exactly yeah he, he, you see obj coming back he's obviously healthy you know and that th- there's no doubt about that i think at this point so you, you know there's some kinks to work out obviously maybe they just need to get more time together i'm sure that's part of it yeah, yeah. um but i don't feel like he's you know uh, i think maybe that first year he was there you I, you could see some of that probably right they were almost trying to like force it to him sometimes or you were like fuck we've you know we've got like this elite receiver like we've got to find a way to use him you know, but I don't, I don't think that's the case now. I think it's just getting him in there, getting him rhythm, getting, you know, Baker and him on the same page. And I think they'll get that sorted out pretty quickly. Yeah. Same. Because if Odell's not getting the ball, he's at least drawing attention from mm-hmm. other defenders and opening someone else up. He makes an impact whether he's getting the ball or not. Yeah. And um, I don't, I don't really think the Browns are forcing him the ball or anything as they yeah, were a couple of years ago. Um they don't have to force feed him anymore. They have enough good players where he's going to get open. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you look at it and looking at the game yesterday, just looking at, you know, how the stats break down him and him and Higgins had the same amount of targets, right? Seven, seven targets each, you know? Um, and obviously, you know, Higgins, you know, hauled in more of them, you know, he had 63 yards on four catches. Um, but you know, they targeted, I think OBJ downfield more for probably, you know, 20 plus yards, a few more times. Right. Yeah. But Obviously, like you said, they didn't, you know, didn't hit him. So he ends up leaving the game with 27, 30, whatever yards receiving. So I think it's a little bit deeper than that, you know, and I don't, I agree that they've got enough weapons and they're just trying to get them all out there. Cause obviously they're not all healthy right now. You know, you had OBJ hurt now you've got Jarvis hurt. Um, so you're just trying to get everybody out there and get everybody on the same page. Um, which is interesting, I guess, because I didn't think that, you know, obviously, maybe some people almost take advantage or take for granted um, Jarvis Landry's, you know, kind of role on this team. Do you feel like the Browns miss him? Like, do you feel like yesterday's game was an indication that they are just trying to rework a little bit without having him in there? Yeah. I, I think the Browns miss his short to intermediate gain. Um, him drawing attention closer to the line of scrimmage. It's going to open those guys downfield. They're going to get mm-hmm. open more often. And then when those guys aren't open downfield, you're able to hit Jarvis short. I mean, he works as like tight end round, routes more so, and the Browns mm-hmm. missed that. I mean, they have their tight ends, but Jarvis is a receiver, obviously. And so it's right. a different kind of matchup that he'll bring to the game. Yeah, it's 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 a lot, you know, and obviously, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast before of, you know, his his role, what he's getting paid and X, Y and Z. But, you know, I think yesterday was an indication that there's there's a reason they didn't get rid of him just for the sake of, you know, saving some money. You know, I, I think it's evident that he does play a crucial role and you can't just plug and play with Fishard Higgins as you know, good as he is in his own right um, and just put him out there and just hope for the best, you know, so. It's it's tough. I, I do think they miss him, but I think you know how long is he? He's got a few more weeks, right? Is it six weeks. He's out. Um, he could return. He has to miss one more game, and then he can return. He has to miss three weeks. So okay, after next week, he he can come back the following week. Okay, so there you go. So I mean, then you hope that that's fine. You know, you hope he comes back ready to go. Um, and then I think, you know, I'm looking before we came on this podcast and I want to talk about this because you mentioned the offensive line earlier. Um, you know, I was looking at some of pro football focus stuff just because I think some of what they do is interesting. Um, you know, and it talks about the offensive line and, um, the way they obviously still can manage to be a run, a good running offensive line, um, but allowed 20 pressures, which obviously turned into three sacks. Um, so do you think there's anything, I guess, that they're doing differently? Like, what, what do you think the issue is? Like, what do we think the issue is here with our offensive line, like, when it comes to pass protection? Well, they're at left tackle. Wills has been battling injuries since mm-hmm. the season started. And I think this coming week he should finally have a week off just to recoup because he exited yesterday's game. Yeah. Do that same ankle injury. Yeah. And when you bring in the rookie, James Hudson, that's – 10 times step down. He's not ready to play at all. And it should, mm-hmm. um, Blake Hans isn't the guy there. You you need Wills out there. Um, but Tony, yeah. he's, he's been as great as ever. I think Treader's mostly fine. Teller's not as good as he was last year, which has been interesting so far because yeah. he's not going to draw as much money if he doesn't, yeah. if, <laughs> like if he comes back down to earth, he's not going to draw as much money, which might be a good thing for the Browns. Um, yeah. 
And Conklin, he's had some trouble as well. Um, I think he matched up with Everson Griffin yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's had trouble as well. I mean, Teller isn't the player he was in the run game either to this point. Yeah. He's not out yeah. there paving roads or anything. He's mm-hmm. So hopefully he can figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, you're right. He's, it's been interesting. I mean, he's been okay. You know, I, he's obviously still better, you know, than the guys behind him. Right. I think if that wasn't the case, you know, they wouldn't be playing him, but yeah, he's, he's still is, good. He's just not yeah, great as he was. He's, he's not as great as which I think he could find. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I think, I think he can get there. I think, and then there could be, again, there could be anything that is only he could tell you why that's going on. Or I don't think it's necessarily a cockiness thing because he hasn't gotten paid yet. So he can't really be banking on one year, you know, so I don't think it's anything like that. And obviously I don't think it's a lack of, I don't think it was a fluke year. Cause you, how, how do you fluke in a whole year? You know, you can fluke a game or two maybe, but to fluke a whole year like that would be pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, for sure. that's a great trick. That'd be a hell of a trick from him to do that, you know? Um, but it is interesting watching him play and watching him take, you know, some steps back. Maybe, you know, maybe he won't ever be as great as he was again last year. Um, or maybe he will be, but either way, it'll be fun to watch because he could get significantly cheaper. Maybe the Browns keep him, you know, or maybe he turns it back on and then we have a different conversation in a few months, you know. Um, but that's, I, you know, I would worry about that later. I'd rather him turn it on now and then we figure the rest out at a different point. Right. So you want to see him get, you know, get it together, you know, obviously with the rest of the offensive line and wills being out is a big issue. Um, but hopefully they just give him that time off, finally let him get healthy. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Wills gets healthy. They get the full offensive line back at full strength there, barring no other injuries which we hope not. Yeah. You get that offensive line back healthy and I think they'll be fine back into a top three unit at worst. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's they, they should be, you know, obviously on paper, there's still, there's still a whole lot of talent on that offensive line. Like you said, still one of the top three. So it just is, you know, we're only four weeks in, you know, we still got three months to go. So it's, it's not really time to panic about anything. And even if you do slightly start panicking about the offensive line or the offense in general after one week, which is kind of funny, um, you can still take comfort in knowing that the defense feels like it is what it is and you are you know what you're going to get, right? Um, obviously, the defense got some criticism. You know, a few weeks ago, Joe Woods got some criticism. I think it was fair to give him some of that, but I, I think we both know he got a little bit more than he should have, you know, and I think these past two weeks, he's passed, you know, 10 quarters where they've allowed 10 points. Right. I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's a great defense that you're looking at um, that we have, the Browns have kind of been turning in, you know? So if we want to, you know, turn this to a whole bunch of positive stuff, I feel like we could do all nothing but positive about what we've seen from the defense, you know, yesterday and then the game before. Yeah, this isn't a bad scenario the Browns are in because everyone expected the offense to be great and the defense to be a work in progress with all mm-hmm. the new. But after a game into the season, after that, the defense really turned it on and showed what they can do. Um, mm-hmm. Woods got Del Pitt back. He's playing three safeties at times. Yep. He's disguising, disguising blitzes. His corners are playing decent. Ward was iffy, but yesterday he had a solid game. Um, yeah. Greedy stepped Greedy stepped in, had his best game of his career yet. Um, Newsom's injured, and that was that was nice to see. We have the corner depth now. 
Yeah. Um, but all these all these things are coming together on the defense, and that's that's just great for the Browns. It is, and, and you mentioned you know the guys stepping up, Williams stepping up, Newsom being out. I think Troy Hill was a really interesting. I mean, I think yesterday was kind of a good. It was great yeah, to he was see very that. Good. He was great. Yeah, he, he was really good, and I think that yesterday was obviously why they signed him for something like this. You know, he had he had been targeted a lot. You know, I mean, he had been getting a you know his fair share of you know, Kirk Cousins looking his way, but he only allowed two catches, you know, 20 yards that came out of that and had, you know, the two, the two big plays that he, you know, kind of two passes he broke up, you know? Um, so that's really good. And it looked a little bit rocky at first, you know, that opening possession for Minnesota um, was a little kind of off. You know, that was a, a tough opening, but then they owned the, you know, turned it on and only allowed less or allowed less than 200 yards passing. So, you know, you get the secondary, a lot of credit. You give obviously the, you know, the linebackers, I think, were pretty good yesterday. They've they've been impressing me a lot lately. Obviously, the, the most pro, you know, prominent one is JOK, and he's getting a lot of attention. But I thought Malcolm Smith was pretty good yesterday, too. You know, he had – I think he had – I don't know if he led the team in tackles, but I thought he probably ended up pretty close due to, you know, the way he was playing and kind of going out and running around that field like crazy. Yeah, I really liked the linebacker unit yesterday. Um, JOK, you can put him into linebackers because – He's been the will, and um, yeah. even Taki Taki, he was his role is the run game, and he's dominant. In it. He looks yeah. as like as if one of the best in the league in the run game. He just doesn't miss there. But um, our linebackers yesterday, we had two athletic ones on the field, and Smith and Owusu Koromoa, and they did their job. They both they combined for like 15 tackles, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, you couldn't ask for more because the linebacker units came a long way with yeah. The, the rookie there and the future's bright for them yeah that is that that was you know and we were looking at it you know going in the year that was obviously one of our biggest question marks on the defense you know you, you know they addressed obviously with jok and you know when they signed anthony walker and everything like that but they've been very impressive you know and you can chalk that up to you know a few things but i think what you mentioned a few moments ago um with joe woods getting you know dealt with back and kind of everybody as much as the offense is kind of, you know, going through, you know, injuries, the defense is finally starting to come together. And I think you get to see, you know, what they were envisioning this whole time, you know, and this, you know, obviously we've got, you know, we're going to play, you know, some pretty good offense here the rest of the year, you know, starting with next week here um, and everything like that. So you, you want to see them be able to do what they did yesterday consistently. And I think they will. Uh, and and you, we mentioned the linebackers, the secondary, obviously we could, you know, Miles Garrett doesn't really need anything to, you know, we don't need to say anything about Miles Garrett that hasn't been said, you know, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think we could, we could praise him all day and everyone would be like, yeah, that checks out. Like, that's true. You know, he, he once again had a, you know, a ton of pressures yesterday had us, I think just, I don't know if he ended up with just one sack. I can't remember. Um, but either way, you know, he was doing as much as he was doing. He was bullying guys left and right. Um, you know, it's great against the run. I mean, this is just, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's, you know, that, that is almost the one guy, obviously that's the one guy in the branch you don't ever have to really worry about unless he gets hurt. Um, but that defensive line, I think everything works so well on that defense because they're finally getting the chance to work together. Right. Yeah. That's the thing with yesterday's game. I was cautious of the Browns going up against the right wide receiver duo, like yeah. Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And I guess it doesn't really matter when the quarterback is 
laying on his ass half the game. Like he's, <laughs> he's just getting hit left and right. He's, he's not going to yeah. have a chance. And it was, it was Miles, um, Clowney, Tack McKinley. Um, who else had a good game there? It was uh, Malik Jackson. They were all getting in there, and Miles leading the way, as he always has. To begin the year, um, Miles, I think first game, he didn't do too much. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. And they uh, people were talking about how he's overrated and such, and that was it was just foolery because he bounced back with five sacks and eight, four and a half sacks in a game. And just mm-hmm. really showed people like I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. He's just been dominant to this point, and he has the case as being the best in the game, and it, it shows every Sunday. Yeah, it does absolutely. And, and you know, you want to, um, you know, see them obviously keep that up. I, I think he did obviously start the season slow, but you know that first game was against the Chiefs, so you know what, what, it is what it is. What are you gonna do? You know, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but that even still wasn't the most, you know, wasn't that tough of a game to watch, you know, and I think, um, if, uh, if anything, you're going to have to hope that defense keeps it up because going into next week and, you know, we can kind of round it out here, looking at the chargers, obviously we're recording, we're recording this before they play their game tonight. Um, so that's, you know, we can't talk much about how that's going to go unless we can predict the future and that would be phenomenal. Um, but we can presume that, you know, the Chargers will be good. They'll, you know, win. And if they won't win, their, their offense will look great. Um, but, you know, as we look at the Chargers, um, you know, you want to see our offense get it together. But regardless, we're going to need that defense to kind of show up again because that is a team that has Justin Herbert, which means they can put up points as quick as the Vikings did that, you know, that first possession, but do it again and again and again, I think, right? So, that's something that will be interesting to watch and I'm excited for it. And it's not even a nervous thing of gosh, we have to play a good team. It's just, all right, like this is, this is what we signed up for with the Browns being good. And you're, you're going to need to see him do it again and again, week to week to week. Yeah. The charge is a, another game with good wide receivers and good pass catchers that the Browns will have to defend. Um, you'll want to put the pressure on the young quarterback as you did the veteran quarterback, like Kirk cousins mm-hmm. and, take your chances there Herbert he's he's a good young quarterback in that league his touchdown interception ratio is six to three right now yeah he's averaging 318 yards a game he slings the ball and um he has good pass catchers like Mike Williams Keenan Allen Mm -hmm. um they even have Jared Cook now and Austin Eckler out of the backfield he's yeah a problem whether it's passing it I mean catching it or running it yeah so that's going to be interesting, and you will you want the Browns to get back on track there, so the defense, because I don't like our chances against them. If we're only scoring, <laughs> if we're scoring 14 points, we're going to lose on the West Coast. Yep, yeah. There'll be a sad, a long flight home, you know, with a sad, a sour taste in the mouth. I agree. I don't think we win that game with 14 points. Um, you know, I mean, if our defense showed up and held them to seven points again, that would be insane. Um, then I think I'm buying our flights to the fucking wherever the Super Bowl is this year. I don't even know. I was thinking um, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> if we can, you know, the, the chargers to single digits that that would be crazy. Um, and yeah, we would have, I mean, now watch, they're going to do it. We're going to be held to this. So that's fine. You know, that's fine. I would yeah, be I, so I, I, didn't, I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't say it. You just said you were thinking it, but I'm the idiot that said it first. So, 
that's fine. I mean, I would, I'll do, I'll sell one of these cats. That's fine. You know, I'll, I'll give them up for the money <laughs> for the play tickets, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned obviously the Chargers offense, and that's that's a good thing. Um, and you know, I, I think for the offense, you know, obviously it is, it is what it is this week. It's you know time to move on as we look forward to you know week five here. Uh, the good news, I guess, you know, to look at it is. Mayfield knows he played like crap and he usually bounces back pretty well, you know? Yeah. He, he, always, he always has that chip on his shoulder and does well against adversity. So I fully yeah. expect him to bounce back. I mean, you can't dwell. Yeah. It's the NFL. There's it's a 17 week se- season now. Um, yep. You can't dwell on the one game. You got to move forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think he'll do that. I think the interesting thing about him is, you know, obviously earlier in his career, he was in, you know, pre-Browns back in you know college he had that same chip on his shoulder but took it a little bit further you know and I think we've seen him reel that in you know maturity wise but yet still have that same ability to take you know the bad games and take that adversity and turn it into a good thing you know so I almost kind of want to go tweet you know Baker Mayfield sucks just to give him a little bit something extra you know because just just to play (laughs) my role in turning this bad boy around next next week you know um but it's it's just one of those things that you know that he's gonna he knows he has to figure it out. He knows that he can't, you know, as much as he wants to rely on the defense, he's on offense. So those two obviously they same team, but you can't rely on the other to bail you out, you know. And I think he knows that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he fully balances back, and if not, then Twitter's gonna be lit on fire again. And yeah, Twitter's but gonna I, be down, <laughs> and we're gonna yeah, start Twitter, shipping him off. Yeah, Twitter might join Facebook, Instagram, and all that. <laughs> but and yeah, I mean, be all of Cleveland that breaks it. Our next episode, we we'll, we should definitely be talking of how Mayfield has bounced back. I mean, yep. you have another week to recover with a shoulder injury. Um, yep. So it should be good on that front. Yeah, exactly. It should be okay, and you know, and yeah, they the Chargers have a shorter week obviously it's just you know one day but at the same time the browns are resting right now or you know doing what they need to get look forward to the charges they don't get to do that you know so that you know that one day always does play a little bit in it um but i mean they're still on the west coast right so it's not like they're traveling you know from new england or you know wherever they have you know on the east coast back west so you know that that plays a part of it but you, you just you hope that we can take that and take that advantage going into it and just come out with a win. And I, you know, I know you're not confident about our odds. I'm not super confident about it either, but I'm not as down on the Browns as a lot of people are. Um, and I think they're actually favored been to win by one point right now, which is kind of silly because the Chargers haven't played yet. But, you know, that is what it is. A, a one-point victory would have me very nervous during that game. I'd be very unwell while it's going on. But, it, <laughs> you know, it would be nerve-wracking. But... Good teams are good teams, and you just you take a win any way you can, which is what we said about this week. So it'll be uh, exciting to kind of look forward to that and just you know see how everybody reacts. Yeah, the Browns were favored by a point in against the Vikings too. Interesting enough. Yeah, um, yeah. I expect a not a similar game. I expect way more points to be scored. Sure. Um, the Browns' offense they bounce back. I believe they win the game. They're yeah. the better team on paper. I mean. Chargers have a solid def- – at least a decent amount of playmakers on their defense. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they perform this year, but they have playmakers on defense as well, ones that can make turn the ball over Derwin James, Boza. 
So mm-hmm. the Browns will definitely have to be better on that front. And I believe if they are, we'll be having a victory pod next week. And we'll be having a victory pod. That's right. That's right. I mean, they're they're two and one now. And, you know, so they're at the same spot we were, except they're playing an undefeated team right now in the Raiders. Um, you know, undefeated. So yeah, exactly. Undefeated team in the Raiders. So, um, you know, I, I think we'll be having a victory pod too. I hope we are. And if not, you know, then huh, I suppose we'll readdress when that happens. Uh, but in the meantime, um, I think that's a pretty good spot, you know, to kind of end it, you know, looking, looking forward to next week and we'll uh, see how it goes and we'll get back here, you know, next week, get on a more consistent schedule. Brandon and I will, and we look forward to uh, talking to everybody next week.